Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto. Hitch up your reindeer. Uh, go straight to the ghetto. Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto. Fill every stocking you find. The kids are gonna love you so. Uh, leave a toy for Johnny. Leave a doll for Mary. Leave something pretty for Donnie. And don't forget about Gary. Santa Claus uh, goes straight to the ghetto. Santa Claus. Go straight to the it's Christmas Eve. Tell him James Brown sent you. We're rocking out tonight. Go straight to the ghetto. Grab your hot chocolate. You know that I know what you will see. Cause that was once me. Grab some coffee. Hit it. Hit For it. all my east side people, grab that coquito. And soul brothers. Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Oh Lord Go straight to the ghetto Fill every stock and you find The kids are gonna love you so Fill every stock and you find You know that they need you so I'm begging you Santa Claus Straight to the ghetto. If anyone wanna know, tell them Hank Ballatore. So, Santa Claus. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. I'm your host, Jared Lawrence. What better way to start the show off with than some James Brown? Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto. Clap it up for James Brown. It's a legend, American icon. One of the best performers, I think. Probably the best performer in my opinion. I think I got my, my list of performers. I have James Brown, one. I have Michael Jackson, two. I have Beyonce, number three. But to me, James Brown is the top of the line. And that song is just a great representation of Christmas. I know you guys are used to the Mariah Carey. Was it... um? Um, oh, I don't even know how the song goes, but we're not playing that on this show. We're keeping it, we're keeping it a little underground. You know how I like to do. I don't like to play like super commercial stuff. So no Mariah Carey will be played on this show. Keeping it real with some James Brown. We're going to end it with Run DMC, Christmas and Hollis. And, um, I'm sure you guys didn't think you were going to get an episode out of me before the end of the year, but guess what? Merry Christmas. And you know what? I'm going to come back next week and I'm going to give you another episode to end the year because I feel like we got to end the year right. Go into the new year on a positive note, good energy. So um, a lot of things have changed since the last episode I did. I know I told you guys that I had a new job on the horizon. That job has started. Clap it up for me. I am out of the turnpike. I have a new job. Uh, work from home. 
great benefits. Good work-life balance. And you're probably going to get some podcasts more uh, frequently now. I'm just giving you guys the whole arsenal of uh, the soundboard over there. But, yeah, I think going forward, we will be more consistent. I feel good. Like, I'm actually doing this podcast after getting off work because all I have to do is walk from my couch into this room. And I don't know. I'm just in a good mind mind frame. I feel great mentally, spiritually. I feel like I'm going into the new year with, with uh, some good momentum. I'm going to leave all that for the next episode, though, because... I think next episode will be more of a reflection and uh, looking forward to the new year. But just wanted to let you guys know things are great on my end. Uh, I'm going to do a episode today. Just wanted to come in and give y'all a few topics. I'm hitting up Panda Express after this. I'm trying to be there about 8 o'clock. I think they close around 9, so 6.30 right now. Side note, this is not actually Christmas Eve. I know I said it was Christmas Eve. I'm going to release it. Um, Christmas Eve. So probably like midnight, I'll release it. But I'm recording this on the 23rd, but it will be up on Christmas Eve. And actually, if you follow me on Instagram, I'll probably throw it on my Insta story just for you guys. I know I, I'm not posting on Instagram this year, but I throw a little on the story every now and then. I, I know I posted one episode on my story um, maybe like a month or two ago. So I'll throw this one on the story just so people can see it and kind of see what's going on. Just know I'm alive, too, because, you know, if you haven't heard from me in a year, you don't know what's going on. You think I might be dead or something, but I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm here. So look for that on the Insta story. And, um, yeah, let's just break down everything. Christmas plans. That's tomorrow. Christmas Eve is tomorrow. Christmas is actually on a Saturday this year, which is kind of weird. I'm not used to Christmas on a weekend, but it's great with the job because we get Christmas off. So since it's on a Saturday, we get Friday off. And then for New Year, since that's on a Saturday, we get that Friday off. So I'm off the next two Fridays. But I said, let me do this podcast tonight because I know if I wait till tomorrow, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be very lazy tomorrow. I'm in like three-day vacation mode. So let's get started. Let's get started. Um, I think tomorrow before I before I really get the weekend started, I'm going to sleep in a little bit, maybe like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. I want to go hit the basketball court, get some shots up. My knee has been a little funny this year. I think I have fluid built up in there. I'm not positive, but you know what? I got this new job with good health care. So in the new year, I will get that looked at. Um, I had to get it drained. I don't think it's any surgery needed, but pray. Let's just pray for good health going forward. I'm 38 years old. I have one bad knee. I'm trying to maintain it. So keep me in your prayers. Um, after I go to the basketball court tomorrow, I'll probably just hang out at the house for a little bit. Then I'm going to head out, make my way into Central Florida going to go pick up a bottle of Coquito from my boy Steve. Uh, his wife Belinda makes it. Shout out to them. And the special thing about this Coquito is actually it's a pistachio flavored Coquito. So it's I've tasted it before. Pause um, if needed. And it tastes amazing. So I'm buying a bottle for like $30 from them. They sell uh, bottles of Coquito. So if you guys, um, anybody who's looking for a bottle of that, hit me up. Like send me a text. If you have my number and uh, yeah, I'll let you know, I could probably put you in touch with Steve or whatever. If you want to buy a bottle of that from them, very good people known him forever. So it's legit. It is legit. So I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to head to the East side as is a tradition over there. We like to go to ale house on Christmas Eve, a whole bunch of us gather. I don't know how many people are coming out this year, but I will be at the ale house in um, Waterford lakes, 8 PM. 
if you're not doing anything, feel free to stop by, say hi, probably bounce around a little bit in the east side, hit some bars up, maybe somebody's house. I don't know. But I'll be hanging out tomorrow night, just enjoying myself, having some drinks, kicking back. And then um, Saturday's Christmas. My mom likes to cook dinner, so I'm over, I'm at her house. I'll spend the night over there. I think she does breakfast, too. I think it's going to be like a, a whole full-day affair for most of the day. I think my homegirl Kalina is supposed to be making Coquito Saturday night, so I think I'll go over there for some of that. Oh, yeah, it's a Coquito-filled weekend for me, so I'm going to do that, chilling out over there. Sunday, you got football on all day, NFL, hitting up the garage. You know how we do, Elvis Mike. Uh, hopefully Elvis will be sober. Hopefully it'll be good vibes there. No drama. Cause you know, sometimes there's some drama at the garage, but that's it. That's, that's, you know, that's whatever. So looking forward to that. The Steelers play the chiefs that day too, which I'm gonna get to my teams later. Ah, man, I'm a little worried, but, uh, I think the chiefs got a lot of people out in that like COVID protocol. So we might have a chance in that game, but that's pretty much what my weekend is looking like. Oh, you're probably wondering if I bought any gifts or if I got gifts for anybody. No, I don't buy gifts. Might as well call me Jehovah's Witness when it comes to Christmas. Boy, I buy nobody gifts, all right? I don't, first of all, it's not even about gifts when it comes to Christmas. I feel like it's more about, like, you know, just the spirit and it's Jesus' birthday, of course. So, like, that's the most important stuff. I don't think we need to focus on gifts. Everybody's always wondering about gifts and this and that. I think that's more of the little kid thing, but it's gotten to, like, the adults now. So, it's like everybody is just about buying gifts. I'm not buying gifts, though. If you know me. Don't expect anything from me. I promise you will not get anything. So don't even expect it. Maybe you'll get a Merry Christmas text. But I mean, I'm not one of those who sends the chain text messages out. So even with that, it'll probably just be a select few people that I'm probably thinking about that day. Um, so, yeah. If you get a Merry Christmas text from me, consider yourself special. I remember one year I bought my parents TVs. Both of them. I got them each like 50-inch plasma TVs. Back when plasma was the thing. And people were like, what are you getting your parents for Christmas? I'm like, I bought them TVs. I feel like that, that's a gift for like years. Like that's, that gift should, honestly, that gift should hold me down for a good 10 years. I don't think I have to buy a gift for them every single year. And then my brothers, forget about it. Y'all ain't getting none. So I think if I had a girlfriend, I probably would have to get a gift. But hopefully if I, next time I have a girlfriend, it's like one of those girlfriends who doesn't care about like gifts on Christmas, who isn't like super superficial and wants all the like stuff like that. So hopefully I don't have to buy gifts for anybody. Um, and then my friends, kids, I buy them like birthday gifts, but Christmas now. And I actually thought about this the other day. I think from now on all my friends, kids, I'm not buying toys for them anymore. So if you have a kid, don't expect me to buy your kid a toy from now on. I'm buying your kid a stock. Now I'm still working out the particulars of, how I can transfer that over and get that like in their name or whatever, or if I have to keep it in my, my account. But I think going forward, my gifts to kids will be stocks. So if you have a kid, don't expect me to buy them toys. All right, moving on. I talked about the new job, how life is great. I'm not going to tell you guys where I work just because I feel like when people complain, if they ever want to complain about me and they know where I work, it just makes it a little easier. So if you don't know, and it's a little bit more work for you to find out. So I'm not giving you guys the information of where I work just because this is like a public show. Like it can, anybody can listen to it. But if you know me personally, hit me up. I'll let you know in private. I can tell you where I work, but I'm not putting it out there. All I can say is that it's a, it's a great setup. I feel great. It's a work from home job. I had to get out of that other job at the turnpike. I know I'm 
I told you guys I'm going to tell you uh, about, like, my experiences there and just things I saw. That'll probably have to be on another episode because I, I don't have it already to talk about today. I don't have it written down and bullet points. I mean, I don't have a lot written down today, but I, I'll talk about that one another day. And I know on the last episode I did say on the, um, about Henry Ruggs that I was going to talk about, like, the, the blood alcohol level and the legal limit and all that, and we we're going to do a deeper dive into that. I still don't have all that information. Actually, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I forgot to look it up. So we'll get to that on a later episode, too. You know what's interesting? I was in West Palm Beach a couple weeks ago, and I saw somebody at the gas station. I was at Wawa because I had to go get my coffee, and I felt there was a guy out there with a Henry Ruggs uh, Raiders jersey on it. I was like, bro, like <laughs> you out here still repping. Like, that must be your family member or somebody you went to high school with or your friend or what, but he had the Raiders jersey on, the Henry Ruggs jersey, and I thought that was interesting. I think he is from down there, though. I think Ruggs is from South Florida somewhere. So, I mean, I guess maybe it's not too out of place to see a Henry Ruggs jersey, but just, you know, with all the stuff going on. Found that very interesting. Oh, and then with my job, I forgot to mention. I've been there. This will be my third week. So, starting to get my feet wet there. Um, and, you know, just like I said, going into the new year with some momentum is just a great feeling. And I think going forward, you'll you'll see me on a regular basis more with these podcasts. And, yeah, I think that's all I'll say for that. For now, uh, we have the Omicron coronavirus, the variant, the new variant, Omicron. I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm saying it right. Everybody's calling it the Amarion. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to disrespect it because you know what? This virus is coming in here. This variant is coming in here like it is not scared of anybody. So I don't want no smoke with the Omicron. I think that's right. If it's not, please correct me. But Omicron is coming out here. And it seems like the COVID numbers are spiking up like this week, this past couple weeks. I know the stock market has just been taking a beating. Oh, my goodness. I'm not even going to get too deep into the stock talk today. But, I mean, I will say this. If you're looking to buy stocks, now is a good time to buy. Everything is below what it should be at. I'm not going to tell you what stocks to buy because I don't want to be held um, accountable. But. I will tell you, everything is pretty much at a discount right now. So if you're going to buy, if you're looking to buy, it's a good time to buy. If you have stocks, don't sell them because you're going to take a big loss. Just just hold on. Ride this out. I was talking to uh, my boy Reggie and, and David a couple weeks ago, and I was telling them, like, how my stocks are down. And this is this is how I see it. I said, basically, I'm like Forrest Gump when him and Bubba were on the ship looking for the shrimp, and they hit that storm. And everybody left. All the other boats left. And they rode out that storm. And at the end of it, they had all the shrimp because they stayed out there. So right now, I'm just staying out there with these stocks. You know, I'm staying patient. I'm not kind of tripping over it. I'm just going to ride this storm out. And then at the end, I think it'll pay off. And, you know, now that I have a new job, a little bit better pay. I can, um, I'm not as desperate when it comes to stocks. I'm not like, oh, I got to hit a home run right now. I can kind of be a little bit more patient. Just because it's not all my, like, my whole financial future is not tied to stocks. So I think that does allow me a little bit of relaxation. But we'll get we'll get more into stocks in the new year. And I think going forward, I, I have a new way I want to approach it, where it's less about telling you what stocks to buy and just getting everybody in the right mindset of how you need to think. I think that'll be the focus next year, just how you need to think about stocks when you're approaching them. Because I think that's more important than telling you a a specific stock to buy because I can tell you to buy a stock 
and you might, you know, go buy it off the strength of me. But what happens when that stock starts doing bad, right? You don't have the confidence to stick with it because it's not something you picked out yourself. So that stuff we'll all talk about in the new year. I want to get everybody right um, when it comes to finances. I want us all to be on the same page. So we'll we'll do that a little deeper dive into that in 2022. God willing, because, you know, no, nothing is promised. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. So I pray we all make it to the New Year safely and that we're all here to celebrate um, New Year's Eve and the New Year's Day and going forward. So Lord willing, um, we will we will see that through next year. There's a there's a term they say in the um, in the Muslim community, inshallah, and it just means God willing. So that's that's the way I say it. Inshallah, next year we'll be back here and we'll be we'll be able to talk about that a little bit more. But Omicron is here. It's doing a lot of damage. And I kind of have a little rant that I want to go on about it because I've talked about this many times about being vaccinated. Who is who isn't like that's not even the thing no more like i'm not going to tell you to get vaccinated or not because i understand everybody has their own preference and i respect that and honestly the way this the coronavirus and the omicron omicron has been is like you got vaccinated people catching it like kevin durant caught it just to give you a little like i guess to make it make sense to you kevin durant who's vaccinated got omicron kyrie irving who is unvaccinated got COVID-19. Like they both got COVID-19. I don't know if it's Omicron or not, but they both tested positive. They're in the health and safety protocol. So basically if you're vaccinated or not, like you can still get this virus. So that's why I respect people who say, you know what? I don't want to get it. Like, I don't want to get the the vaccine. I, I, I personally, I got it. I got both shots of Pfizer and I got the booster. So I'm, I'm triple vaxxed, but I, it's hard for me to tell somebody to get it when this when we see people catching the virus, whether you're vaccinated or not. And then, like I said, there's people who are very specific on what they put in their bodies. You got people who are Muslim. You got people who are vegan. You got uh, Muslims who do Ramadan, who they don't eat or drink while the sun is up. Well, you have that type of discipline on what you're putting in your body. It's hard for me to tell you to take a shot, but I would recommend it. I would recommend it to everybody, but I'm not going to tell you to, that you should get it or you shouldn't. I think that's everybody's personal decision. Look at me. I've turned into a my body, my choice person, which <laughs> I never thought I would be that person. But I think in this instance, I'm I'm going to say it just because I don't think the vaccine is yet like I don't think it's concrete yet. I think the first vaccine was strong for the first variant, the COVID-19, but Delta and Omicron, like I think they're playing catch up right now. So. It's just we're not sure what works. And I feel like they're throwing a lot of stuff and seeing what sticks. So until we got more concrete proof on what works with the vaccine and if it can really prevent you from catching it, with people people tell me it's never going to be able to really prevent you from catching it. There's always going to be a possibility. And honestly, if your health is good, if you trust your your body, your immune system, and you don't think that you'll have bad reactions to it. I'm not, I'm not going to hold you. And like I said, there's people catching it and they're not showing they're asymptomatic. Like they're not showing any signs of symptoms. Like I saw Stephen A. Smith on first take the other day doing first take with coronavirus. So it's hard for me to tell somebody you need to get the vaccine when you're, when you have COVID and you're like, yo, I don't even have any symptoms. Like, I don't know, maybe Kyrie doesn't have symptoms. So it's hard for me to say it. And I have a lot of friends who are not vaccinated. I have family members who are not vaccinated. I've talked about this. So 
if I'm not going hard on them, it's I'm not going hard on a celebrity about what they choose to do. I just think everybody should be responsible and do what they feel is best. But you know what's not responsible? Y'all not wearing your damn mask in public. And I'm not just talking about the unvaccinated. I'm talking about the vaccinated too. I was in Target the other day, and I live in a small little city. I've talked about it before. I went to the Target. And I mean, it's a little, it's kind of Trump country out here. But I went to the Target, and nobody had their freaking mask on. I feel like I was the only one with the mask on. And everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm looking at y'all like, get the fuck away from me. Like, you guys look insane over here. Little kids over here coughing and sneezing out loud. And parents not even telling them to, like, cover their mouth. Like, bro, it's out of control the way people are acting right now, especially with the numbers spiking. So while I do say I don't think everybody, I don't think you should be forced to get the vaccine, you need to wear your mask. If you're in an indoor setting, I'm not going to say restaurants because, well, I will say this. If you're at a restaurant... You should wear your mask while you're walking in and walking out. So like walking to your table, you should have the mask on. But once you're sitting down, I don't think it's realistic to expect you to have a mask on the whole time. And I think it's stupid too. Anyway, because once you pull it down to eat, like you're exposing yourself anyway. So I don't, I think it's tricky with restaurants or bars or stuff like that. But if you're in like Walmart, Target, like places I was at yesterday and you're not wearing your mask, bro. Well, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, it's ridiculous the way these people are acting. And I don't, I don't understand what the logic is there. Like, we all know this virus is spreading. You might not think the symptoms could do anything, but you could still pass the virus around. So I think in those situations, especially in a closed indoor facility, you should always have the mask on because, like, everything we're breathing and spitting out or whatever is, that's air we're all taking in. It's not like we're outside and we have so much more air. So I feel like, yeah, indoors, there should be a policy that masks are required. I know you're not going to be able to get the Trump people to wear their mask inside anymore. I think once they relaxed it, we can't go back. I don't think people are going to be able to follow the rules or want to follow the rules to go back. I think New York is probably the only ones who are still like heavily enforcing that stuff. But New York is just like, I, I commend New York because they're sticking to their guns. They're sticking to whatever they believe in over there. But in Florida, it's the wild, wild west. And I saw that yesterday at Target, man. Nobody had the mask. I went to Walmart, of course. Once I saw how Target was looking, my, my expectations for Walmart were much lower. Walmart, you didn't disappoint. Nobody had the mask on in there either. But I was surprised by Target. I thought Target, they would have more mask on in there. I thought people would be following the rules more. But y'all just act like y'all ain't got to wear the mask. Like, if you're not going to get vaccinated, at least wear the mask. That's all I'm saying. When we're indoors, you should have your mask on. And it's not because you think you're not going to catch it, but you might have it. And just wearing your mask is just a polite way of not giving it to somebody if you have it. Because like I said, that little boy sneezed. And I looked at him like, the fuck is wrong with you? Like, And the parent didn't even say nothing. I'm just like, bro, I got to get out of here. These people are out of control, man. It, it kind of pissed me off. Because you know these kids ain't finna follow no, no directions. These kids are not going to think about health and safety and all that. So I think as a parent, you need to be more responsible about how your kids are acting and the way they're conducting themselves when we're out in public. So I put that on the parents. Now, one interesting thing I want to talk about when it comes to the new Omicron, um, the NBA, Adam Silver said that the NBA is not going to pause their regular season because of the COVID um, outbreak. And we saw the NHL did it. NHL paused. And I feel like the NHL has been more like, COVID aware throughout this whole thing since like the beginning. But from what I read and heard on the news, part of the reason the NHL is doing this is because they have seven teams in Canada and it's a little more strict in Canada. So I think that might be partly why the NHL 
pause their season. I know the NBA has the Raptors. I don't know how that will affect other teams visiting Canada. And do they have the mass requirement? I don't think the Raptors have the same thing like the the Knicks and Nets have where everybody has to be vaccinated. I don't think they have that. I think that's only in New York and um, San Francisco. But, yeah, in, in the NHL, it's just a little different rules there because you have more teams in Canada. And Canada don't play that. Like, the U.S., we can do a little bit more. I know some people in Canada. Canada is not going for that. They're not letting their people do all the stuff we can do here. So I understand why the NHL paused their season. I understand why the NBA is not pausing their season. Like, I, I don't see the point in pausing it. And I'm going to tell you why. Yes, there's a lot of players in the NFL and NBA right now who are testing positive, who are not able to play in the games. But to me, as long as you're letting fans in the building, pausing the season because of the COVID or because players are catching it, it just doesn't make any sense to me because it seems like they don't care about the fans. Like fans can just go into these games. We don't know if they're vaccinated. They don't really wear their mask in the arenas. So to me, the fans are probably the ones bringing the virus in there more than the players. So if you're going to let the fans go in there and we don't even know if they have the virus or not, I, I just think when it comes to the players and this is just me, this is what I would do. I think if you're not showing symptoms, you should not be tested for COVID. Cause honestly, at this point it's just out there. COVID is something we got to live with. It's in our everyday lives. I still think you should be wearing your mask in the indoor facilities, but telling a player that he can't play because he's tested positive but he's not showing symptoms. I just don't know how much that really affects things at this point. When we have fans in the building that are the same way, we have fans in there who are probably, who probably have COVID. So if you're going to let the fans in there with COVID, why not just let the players play? That's my way of seeing. I know it might be a little extreme, but I'm just trying to be logical here. I don't think it makes it any better that we have the fans there, but you got, you're, you're acting like you care about COVID by keeping the players out. Whereas these players are probably catching it from the fans that are in the building. I think it's something we got to live with. I think it's going to, this virus is here to stay. It's going to be here probably for the rest of our lives. I don't think we'll ever get herd immunity because everybody can't get on the same page about vaccines and masks and everything and lockdowns. So it's just something we're going to have to live with. It's going to be out there everywhere we go. There's always a, a threat of it. Everybody's getting tested daily now. I'm, I don't know. I don't know how much that stuff really does. And I, I, I see my, I, I know my views are changing a little bit on this, but as we move forward and I'm seeing a little bit more, I don't think we can close the world again. I don't think these businesses can afford to close again. The scammers probably want it because they want more PPP loans, but I just don't think we can close anymore. I think we just have to take the proper precautions and move forward with the way things are going. But it's going to be, it's going to be part of our lives, like the flu. It's here. So it's up to everybody to protect themselves how they see fit. And we should have some regulations in place. But pausing games, telling players they can't play. Like, I think if you're asymptomatic, you should be able to live and breathe and walk around and do whatever you want. I don't, I don't think you should be quarantining. I know you can pass it if you're asymptomatic. And that's probably the biggest question. Like, hey, you can still pass the virus to somebody. And I, I don't know, man. I think it's just going to be hard to go back to locking everybody up and telling people they can't go out. And as long as we got some people following the rules and some people not, 
Like, we either got to be all in or all out. So, if we're going to tell the players they can't play, then let's tell the fans they can't come back to the arena or the stadium. That's that's the way I see it. Other than that, it's just let everybody, let everybody do what they want. All right? We've had a year to figure it out. Everybody knows what the protections are. Now, I still think everybody should wear their mask. I'm, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't wear the mask, but if you're asymptomatic, it's just it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for me to say that you can't work or live your life. I don't know. Y'all let me know what you think about that one. That's, it's, a, it's a touchy subject. I know there's people who've lost people due to COVID, and it's tough, man. I, I, but I'm just going to tell you how I feel, and that's how I feel on it. Let's move on to something a little bit more positive, I guess. I don't even know if this is positive, but I am still single, not ready to date yet. I'm thinking possibly I'm going to make a return to the dating in um, the summer of 2022. I don't think I'm ready to start the year off dating just because I'm still trying to get my life in order. I'm trying to get my finances right. And I feel like I'm on the right track with that stuff. So once everything's settled in that front, I'll probably get back to dating. But no more apps for the beginning of the year. None of that. No going on dates. Might hang out here or there. F-U-F-N. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's not many options for FUFN right now. I'm just chilling. Chilling ain't really, you know, looking for nothing right now. I'm just chilling. But I will say this. I was watching um, Judge Faith. I think her name's Judge Faith Jenkins. She was on The Breakfast Club last week. and It was a really good interview. If you've never seen her, uh, her show, or just heard her talk, go watch that interview with her on The Breakfast Club last week because it was really good. She dropped a lot of gems. She says something about dating that really stuck with me. She said, don't look for someone who makes you happy. Find someone who adds to your happiness. I think that's probably one of the best things I've heard when it comes to dating advice and just finding the right person for you. And it's something so simple and basic, but I've never really looked at it that way. And I think that might be why I'm still single. And maybe that's why I haven't found the right person for me because I've always been looking for someone who can make me happy. And now that I look at it, I'm like, man, I really need to make somebody. I need to find someone who adds to my happiness because I'm starting to find that happiness by myself. And if I can find that person who adds to it, I feel like that is what will make me whole in a relationship and give me um, that feeling of love and everything that I'm looking for and finding the right person. So, yeah, I think going forward, that's how I'm going to approach it. And like I said, I watched her interview on The Breakfast Club. It's really good. I didn't get to talk about the Travis Scott thing just because it happened after my last podcast, but I, I want to speak on it real quick. I know I kind of went a little long on the COVID thing, and that was just me rambling. So if you need to fast forward it or if you're here already, I don't know. You probably missed the fast forward. But the Travis Scott concert situation, I just want to speak on it really quick because I have a different thing to offer on that. I heard everybody talking about it. And everybody's talking about like who's, who should be held liable and all that. And I'm not here to say who's at fault. It's a tragedy. Uh, I think it was like nine or ten people that died in it. And I will say this because I this is from personal experience. I was in Houston in 2019. And I was there during the time Astro World was going on, the Astro World Fest. This was 2019. I did not go to the Astro World Fest, but I was in the city. So I, I knew what the feeling was out there. I knew what the vibe was. I was watching the news every night and I can say this for a fact, and you can Google it if you don't believe me, because I'm sure there's news articles on it. 
when they had that Astro World in 2019, let me tell you, they were so understaffed that the mayor had to call, I think it was either the mayor or the, the police chief, but one of them had to call police officers in to come help work that event. People who were on their days off, people who were on vacation, who weren't even scheduled to work that day, had to go and work that event. And I believe they were paid overtime for it. And I think they might have charged Travis Scott and whoever put that concert on for the officers that had to come out there. But they had to come from their days off and go help because they didn't have enough security and staffing at Astroworld during that uh, 2019 concert. That is a fact. You can look it up. I promise you. I was there. It was a big deal because it was on the news. So just knowing how they staffed that one poorly and the police had to come help them out, I can see how people were saying that this one was staffed poorly. I just want to give my two cents on it because I hadn't been able to speak on it and I had not heard anybody mention that point about that, that festival. So just want to put that out there in case you guys wanted to hear another angle or, or know probably what, what went wrong there or why, why it happened like that. So like I said, you can Google it if you don't believe me. That was a true story. I'm going to keep this episode short. I already told you all that. So I have like three more topics. There's a lot of crime going on in Orlando right now. And it's very concerning as somebody who grew up in Orlando. I feel like every day I watch the news, I'm reading the news. There's, there's somebody has been shot. And this is not really normal for Orlando. Like we have our bad parts and there's crime everywhere. But the frequency that it's happening in Orlando, like as often as it's happening, is very concerning for me. And I just feel like crime is up overall in this country it is very sad the way it's going but i don't really have an answer for it right now i'll, I'll get back to y'all if i can think of a new thing that we can do but i mean it's i think most crime it starts with the kids if we can get to the kids and just get them on the right path we won't see as much crime because a lot of this crime is young people probably people in their teens into their 20s once you get out of your 20s you're not out there really wilding like that i mean yes there's gonna be some people out there still doing some bad stuff but I feel like there's an age demographic when it comes to crime. And, man, the stuff that's going on in Orlando right now is just very sad to see. And it just, I'm praying that next year we can have less violence, more positivity. In addition to the crime in Orlando, we got rappers. It seems like we're losing a rapper every week. It's That's ridiculous the way that's going on. Now, rest in peace to Young Dolph. Y'all know me. Young Dolph was one of my favorite rappers. I still cannot believe he's gone. I'm going to do a Young Dolph tribute episode at some point. I still have the Mac Miller tribute episode I want to do. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to do a Young Dolph one. A lot of people are not super familiar with Young Dolph's music. So I think the tribute episode will give you guys a chance to kind of get familiar with him and see that he made some really good music. Shout out to Mike, too, because Mike told me he enjoyed my DMX tribute episode. And (laughs) I love Mike because Mike will always, like, Correct me when I mess up on something. And I appreciate that because a lot of times I don't even know I messed up. And shout out to Mike because he definitely corrected me. He's more of a DMX fan than I am. Apparently, I mentioned one of them albums. I don't even remember now which one I said. But I think I kept saying Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood instead of It's Dark and Hell is Hot. And a lot of songs were from It's Dark and Hell is Hot. So my apologies to all the DMX fans out there. I told you guys I'm a, a pretty casual DMX fan. I was playing, and the reason I think I messed up so much is because I wasn't playing songs off his album. I was playing them off the DMX Greatest Hits. So I think that's why I messed up, because I was just trying to think what album it came from. 
But honestly, I didn't even know I messed it up until Mike told me. So thank you, Mike. And you guys, yo, if you guys know me, feel free to correct me when I mess up on this because it helps me improve in the future. And I really appreciate feedback, positive, negative, constructive, whatever. It's always warranted. It's always welcome. JLawRadio at Outlook.com is the email if you want to email me. I don't know if I've checked that email in like two months, but I promise you I'm going to check it after this episode. So if you have something to say, email me. And yeah, like I said, Young Dolph losing him is just very sad. We lost Slim 400, which was an L.A. rapper. That was a few weeks after Dolph. And then last week we lost, I'm not even sure if I say his name right. It's either Drakeo the Ruler or Draco the Ruler. I've heard it said both ways, but I think it's Draco the Ruler. And he was stabbed at a concert out there in L.A., which there's a lot of gangs and stuff out there. And it's they say L.A. is just on it's very crazy right now. It's like a war zone. So prayers to anybody who's out in L.A. Be safe. I don't even know how you can really be safe out there. I don't know the proper protocols or precautions to follow. But, man, it's scary just the way this world is going. And I, I, I was talking to somebody and I told them, like, I feel like this year, this year alone, I saw more crazy like news stories just about the way people are dying and murders and all that. Just crazy stuff. Not your average like murders. Like it's just more violent the way people are acting. People are just going crazy, I guess. I know crazy is an enablist term and you're probably not supposed to say it, but I don't know what else to say. Like these people are really losing their minds out here. And it's just concerning the way this world, like the way we're heading in this world. And Man, Tupac said there ain't no hope for the future. And y'all with kids, I pray for you guys because it's got to be scary raising a kid in this world with all the violence they're seeing and the way this stuff is the new norm and you put it all on the on YouTube and everybody thinks this stuff is normal and it's not normal. So I just hope in 2022 we can get back to some more positivity, man. Everybody, you know, treat them as your brother, man, your sister, like. We shouldn't have ops. Like, we shouldn't be wanting to see people dead and all that. It's just ridiculous this way everybody thinks and the way we think murder is just such a light thing. It's really not. Prayers to all their families. And if you've lost somebody this year or in general, just prayers to everybody's family. I have two more topics I'll get to, but then I'll close it out. These kind of tie into each other, but basically all of my sports teams suck right now. Like, if you know me, you know I love Nebraska for college football, Temple, college basketball, Pittsburgh Steelers in the NFL, Portland Trail Blazers in the NBA. The Blazers, man, I was really, I had high hopes for them this year. That's probably the saddest just because of the, the hopes I had for them. I thought Chauncey Bill was, Chauncey Bill, I thought he was really going to improve the team, but they're struggling. Damian Lillard, they're saying he don't look right. He had like 39 the other night, though, so I guess he's, Okay, I think he had like 40-something the other night, a couple games too. So, yeah, I haven't really watched the full Blazers game yet. I'll probably start, but I just don't even want to watch them right now because they look so bad. Every time I see the little highlights because I subscribe to their YouTube page, I always like am expecting a win, and it's always a loss. And then, yo, whoever's running the Portland Trailblazers YouTube, I'm so tired of these two-minute highlights. Can y'all extend it to at least three minutes? Like, fam, we're barely getting – I get like 10 plays, and then the highlight's done, so please – we need more than a two-minute highlight. But the way they're playing right now, they probably don't deserve more than a two-minute highlight. But even in the wins, it's like the highlights are so short now. I don't know why they're doing it like that. But, yeah, please, Blazers YouTube. 
make the highlights longer. I read the Blazers Edge page too. They want Chauncey fired over there. They want everybody traded. I'm not ready to blow it up. I think we do need to trade CJ. He's hurt right now, so I'm not sure what the value is for him, but we probably need to trade CJ, Nurkic, man, and this pains me to say because I like Nurkic, but Nurkic, I think my issue with Nurkic is he has zero post game. I watch him in the post. All he does is try to bully his guy, back him down, and he'll just turn around and throw something up. Like, there's no shake. There's no up and under. There's just no type of finesse, no footwork. And I think that kills us on offense. It's not a high percentage when he's down there. I'm cool with letting Nurk go. He's in a contract year anyway, so I doubt we resign him. So might as well trade him. Roko, they're saying he's lost the step. That's Robert Covington, if you don't know. He looks a little a little rough too, so I'm cool with letting Covington go. And then uh, CJ, man, my favorite favorite blazer, but it's not working with him and Dave. It's not working. Anthony Simons looks really good, though. I'll say that. I'm cool with getting rid of CJ because we have Anthony Simons still. We still have Norman Powell. We really don't need CJ at this point. And I'm all for the what's the great of the team, the good of the team, what's best for us. Like I said, Brandon Roy got traded to the Timberwolves, and I didn't follow him over there. So if CJ goes, I'm still a Blazer fan. I still want what's best for the Blazers. I don't think we're getting Ben Simmons. Uh, Philly doesn't look like they're trying to give up Ben for CJ. So I think best case scenario at this point is we can probably get Jeremy Grant for the low because it looks like Detroit's trying to get rid of him. But, I mean, they say Detroit's trying to go younger. So I don't I don't see Detroit taking CJ for Jeremy Grant, even though that's what I would rather do. But I could see them probably wanting, like, Anthony Simons. I'm not ready to give up Simons. Because keeping Dame and CJ, that's not what we're trying to do. So I think if we get Jeremy Grant, we got to find a way to get Detroit to take CJ. I don't know if they will. But I don't want to give up Simons or Nazir Little because I think their potential is just through the roof. And uh, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. Anthony Simons looks like he's grown. Like, he looks like he's a legit 6'4", 6'5". Now, he came into the league at 6'3". He looks much taller than Dame and CJ. So I think... From what I've read, too, they say he confirmed that he's 6'5". I haven't seen in that official height thing, but he does look um, noticeably taller. So I just, I love Anthony Simon's potential. He's an Orlando guy, so is Nazir Little. I'm all for keeping our Orlando guys together and growing that team. I think the problem, too, is a lot of people are not buying into what Chauncey Billups is trying to do there. And I think the young guys are the best ones to buy into, so... When you have young players, they're more likely to listen to veterans. Like CJ, you know, he probably is used to doing things a certain way and doesn't want to do what Chauncey's wanting him to do, which is more hustle, less one-on-one, more ball movement, more rotations on defense. So I feel like we need to bring in more young players. And Jeremy Grant, the way he plays, he can help us tremendously on defense, which we need help on defense. Um, shout out to Ben McLemore. Because he is, he's kind of surprised me this year. He's shooting the ball really well. I think that he's around 45% from three. Every time I, I watch him shoot, like, his shot looks beautiful. It just always looks like it's going in. So, looks like Macklemore, and I'm not talking about the rapper, but shout out to the rapper, too, because he has a great new song that I'm going to play next week. But Ben Macklemore looks like he's reviving his career in Portland, and that looks like it's going to be a great under-the-radar signing for us. So, shout out to Ben Macklemore. <laughs> And like I said, all my teams suck right now. The Steelers are actually decent. I think they're 7-6-1. and one. 
They just had a nice victory over um, who was it? They lost to the Vikings. Oh, we beat the Titans last week, where they probably shouldn't have won the game, but the Titans did everything in their power to give that game away. Shout out to my boy Kyle. He's a big Titans fan. We all went to Ale House. We watched that game together. Jarvez was there. We celebrated his birthday. Happy belated birthday, Jarvez. Domain came out. Desiree came out. Brittany was there. It was a good time. Kyle's daughter, Journey, was there. Really enjoyed it, hanging out with my friends. Um, it seems the older we get, we don't get together as much anymore. So always good to get everybody together. I have a new job now where I have weekends off. So maybe I'll be able to see my friends more on the weekends. Maybe that's what's been holding me back. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But the Steelers, man, tough game this week coming up against the Chiefs. I hope they can win because they have to win out, I think, to make the playoffs. They have the Chiefs, then they have the Browns, and they end the season with the Ravens. I think they got to win all three to make it because that'll give them the 10 wins. But if we lose to the Chiefs, we might still be able to squeeze in at 9-7-1, nine 9-7-1 and because there's 17 games a season. But we found a way to tie the, to the Lions, which if we don't make the playoffs, that'll be the reason we don't make the playoffs. So I am praying the Steelers can beat the Chiefs. I'm not going to predict they will, but – Praying they do. Their offense, the Steelers' offense is atrocious this year. It just seems like they can't score more than 13 points in a game. I know they had a big uh, scoring game against the Vikings. I think that was an anomaly. That's because Ben just had to air it out because they were down like 29-0. But other than that, I'm tired of his offensive uh, coordinator, Matt Canada. Want to get rid of him. Hopefully we can make some changes in the offseason and bring a better offensive coordinator. Ben, prior last season, he just looks like it's a wrap for him. And I blame the Steelers for not drafting anybody to replace him in the last four years. So we don't have many options unless Aaron Rodgers decides he wants to come play for us, which, you know, we're still we're still praying for that. But we'll see how it goes. Um, Nebraska ended the year with three wins. They suck. Uh, Temple, I think they had one or two wins. They suck, too. I think Temple was two and nine. I think Nebraska was three and nine. Or maybe Temple had three wins. I don't know. It's not even nothing to go research because they both suck. Temple ended up firing their head coach. Thank God. Applause for that. Rod Carey had to go. This man single-handedly, like, destroyed the Temple football program. I'm so glad we fired him. I went to bed that Sunday night. I said, Lord, when I wake up on Monday, well, granted, like, Lord, if you wake me up on Monday because nothing's nothing's, uh, given, nothing's promised. I said, if you wake me up on Monday, please let Rod Carey not be our coach. And by the grace of God, I woke up Monday morning and he was already fired. I was so happy. Um, Temple hired a new coach named Stan Drayton. Props to him. He's a brother. So I'm always going to be happy when we have have some blackness in the building. And it's not about race. It's about can you coach or not, but it doesn't hurt. First, second black coach in Temple history, too. That's a big deal. And he's he's from South Georgia. So love the connections there. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. He's not from South Georgia. I forgot where he's from. But our um, athletic director's from South Georgia. So we had the athletic director, who's also a brother. So I already knew. I was like, they ain't finna put up with all this mediocrity. So they got rid of Kerry. He brought another brother in. Our president's a brother. Our basketball coach is a brother. I mean, Temple, hey, y'all say what you want, man. We, We hold it down in the diversity department over there in sports. So our new coach is Stan Drayton. I'm very excited about him. I think... He is going to bring Temple football back to where it needs to be. We haven't really had continuity since Matt Rule left. Had a couple good years with uh, Jeff Collins, but I like this Stan Drayton hire. He reminds me a lot of Mike Tomlin when he talks. Seems like he's going to be a great recruiter. 
he's going to have a lot of players wanting to play for him, go hard for him. What did Jadakus say back in the day? Young dudes, they, they play hard for me like Scotty Brooks. I think he's going to be like that. So great hire for Temple. There was another guy, Fran Brown, I thought we could have hired. But I think Drayton is the right pick. I just am very excited to see where the future is with Temple football. Hopefully we can still get an on-campus stadium built because that's holding us back from being like a perennial power. It's just hard to get uh, the link filled up, man, with Temple students because we play at the Eagle Stadium. So hopefully we can get our own stadium at some point now to get the fan base a little bit more engaged. Nebraska made some some decisions too. Scott Frost, he almost got fired, but, you know, they told him, hey, if you're going to stay here, you can stay another year, but you got to fire, like, pretty much all your trash assistants. So he had to get rid of the offensive coordinator. He got rid of O-line coach. Um, he got rid of, I think, the running back coach, the receiver. Like, he got rid of a whole bunch of people. And I love what they did. I love what they brought in. They brought in Pitt, the University of Pittsburgh's um, offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple, that was a great hire, a strong hire. If you look at what Kenny Pickett did at Pitt this year, a Heisman finalist, 42 touchdowns, like just a great season for Kenny Pickett. So hopefully Mark Whipple can get the Nebraska offense back right. They got um, this guy named Mickey Joseph as the wide receivers coach, came from LSU. If you know about LSU, you know LSU, def- def- um, LSU, not defense, <laughs> LSU, develops wide receivers. There it goes. I'm going to leave that in just so you guys can know how I work through the mistakes. So LSU, you know, they've had Odell Beckham in the past, but recently Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and those latter two that I just mentioned were developed by uh, Mickey Joseph. So great hire for Nebraska. There was a receiver named the coldest Crawford. That's his real name. D coldest who was supposed to go to LSU. He flipped and he's coming to Nebraska. Speaking of flips, shout out to Deion Sanders uh, over there at Jackson state. I know you guys just took a whooping in that uh, the Black Super Bowl last week over there, the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta. But, hey, getting the number one player in the country, Travis Hunter, to come to Jackson State is huge. I already see the haters talking, saying he was paid like $1.5 million to go there. Dion said it's not true. He said we ain't got no money. So shout out to Dion for flipping that. That's probably one of the biggest, the biggest um, decision in HBCU history, like to get a a five star number one rated player to go to HBCU in football, I've never seen anything like that. So now, of course, there's been NFL players who have gone to the NFL from HBCUs who, if they were properly rated, probably should be five stars, but they were not rated like that coming out. Like you know, Walter Payton, Terrell Owens, Michael Strahan, like players like that who probably, if you look at it now, like how are they not five stars? But they weren't. But in the NFL, they're Hall of Famers. So, yeah, coming out of high school, that's a big deal. I love what Dion's doing at Jackson State. We'll probably do a deeper dive now in another episode just because the whole HBCU thing, I love where it's heading. I hope Dion stays there for a little bit longer. But I'll dive deeper into that later. Um, I talked about the future looking bright. Actually, okay, I've pretty much talked about all my topics. I will say this, though. I think Dion will stay at Jackson State for the next eh, two or three years. Both of his sons are on the football team there. His daughter recently took a visit for basketball there. So if the daughter ends up going there too, I think he's going to be there for a while. But I don't see Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State while um, Shador and Shiloh are there, his two sons. And then somebody was like, oh, well, what if they transfer? I told my friend who said that. I said, bro, I don't know if you know, 
But once you go to an HBCU campus, you're not trying to leave. So I don't see his sons wanting to transfer because it's hard to get that HBCU experience and then say, I'm out. I want to go somewhere else, bro. Like, ain't nothing like an HBCU campus. And I'm kind of mad I didn't go to one. Like, if I had to go back, I there's a strong possibility I would have went to an HBCU over Temple. I mean, I'm happy I went to Temple, but, man, you can't lose going to an HBCU. It's just it's an experience you're going to get there unlike any other. Oh, I know I told y'all I was going to the Classic on the last episode. I did not end up going to the Classic. I had to go to a, um, a funeral. Rest in peace to my Aunt Molly, great aunt. We've lost a lot of people in our family this year, and I know other people have been going through the same thing. So just cherish your loved ones while they're here. And my Aunt Molly was in her 90s, so I wanted to go pay my respects to that instead of going to the game. And I ended up coming back to Orlando right after the funeral. Missed the game, but still got to hang out with family at the um, embassy. And it was still a great weekend. I enjoyed it. But I am glad I went to the funeral to pay my respects. Because I don't always get to make it to every funeral. You know, especially with that job I had before. It was just hard to get days off. So for that one, I was already off for the weekend. So I was like, yeah, I'm going. Had to get my car fixed a little bit before I went. Oil change and some other things done. Let me tell you, man. The amount of money I spent on my car last year, bro, like over $3,000, it's ridiculous. And that's one of the reasons I'm happy to be working from home now because I feel like I am going to save in the long run um, on my car. Shout out to my lawn guy, Jerry. Oh, this pains me to say it. I had to let Jerry go. Yeah. But the thing is, me and Jerry, man, we was rocking for over six years. Like, he was cutting my grass for over six years. So we had a nice run. But just looking at, like, financials and stuff, I told myself, I said, man, going forward, I have to, like, start cutting my own grass. I'm going to buy my own, like, lawnmower and stuff. So, yeah, going forward, I was like, I'm going to do this on my own. And I'll probably make that money back that I was paying Jerry in, like, less than a year. So I told him, hey, man, I got to let you go. Um, it was a great run. We almost went seven years, but I feel like, you know, we had a, we had a good run. Not to mention, I feel like Jerry was, sometimes he was cutting my grass a little bit too quick. Like sometimes it was under a week and I'm just like, bro, like you're out of control. But that's not the main reason I let him go. Like I'm just trying to save money and be more cost conscious going into this new year. I feel like I learned a lot of tips. So that was, that was my thinking behind it. But yeah, it was a little sad telling him that I had to move on. I almost, I almost had some tears coming down my eyes, but I did not. Um, shout out to Jerry. Let's give him an, <laughs> give him an applause. Almost seven years of service. Did a great job cutting the grass. I mean, towards the end, he was on the riding mower. I wasn't really feeling that one as much, but when he was doing the push mower, I, I, I yeah, he did a solid job. And I think when I get my lawnmower, I'm going to have to get the electric one. I'm looking at an electric one. I'm doing research now. Uh, Jerry still has about two more cuts I think he has to do, and then it's up. So after the two cuts, I'll be transitioning into cutting my grass, which since I don't drive to work anymore, I need to get out the house more, more exercise, so it'll give me something to do. And with the electric mower, it shouldn't be too loud, so I could probably listen to like a podcast or something while I'm cutting my grass. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. Looking forward to saving some money, too. With that being said, I was trying to keep it under an hour. I rambled a little bit, I know. Forgive me. Like I told this girl at my job before, not the new job, the old job. She tried to she tried to clown me for something. I said, look, God knows my heart. I tried to keep this one under an hour, but, you know, 
Sometimes I ramble a little bit. But with that being said, we're going to end with more Christmas music. I promised you guys Run DMC. So we're going to end with a little bit of Christmas in Hollis from Run DMC. Classic song if you never heard it. I encourage you all to go listen to it on YouTube. This is Keeping It Real with Jerry Lawrence. We'll be back for New Year's Eve next week. Actually, let me redo this. I did not like the way the volume was on that. Uh, this is Keeping It Real with Jerry Lawrence. We have expectations on this show. I am going to restart it. It's Christmas in Hollis. I was playing it off freaking YouTube too, and that's part of the reason. But my, for some reason, I knew this new Android phone I bought, the volume is not that loud on there. So I hate playing music on there. So I am going to play this on my old Windows phone because the volume's better. This is Keeping It Real with Jerry Lawrence. We're going to end with some Run DMC, Christmas and Hollis. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'll be back next week. Miss Carol. Miss Carol.